today's episode of The Celestial Spoon, and thank you for taking the time from your busy day and to spend with us and learn about my guests. I hope you're enjoying the season changes from the fall to the winter and enjoying the holidays, and I look forward to hearing um, responses from everyone as what they think about my podcast. So, um... I'll remind you at the end where you can find my links. And please remember to subscribe to my podcast so you don't miss any important information shared by my guests. You can find my link on www.thecelestialspoon.com. Also, please share these shows with your friends so they can gain value from my guests. I am your turquoise angel guide, an award-winning author and speaker, advocate for mental health, psychic and medium, and spiritual guide, along with being a wife, mother, grandmother, and great-grandmother, and my 16th grandchild was born just a week ago on the 18th, so I'm excited about that. I share my journey of healing and accomplishment after a suicide attempt in 2014 to inspire others to make themselves come first and listen to their inner voice. I offer spiritual guidance to help you through your struggles. I also do psychic readings and spiritual guidance for every aspect of your life. And you can find that information on my website also. We ask our spirit guides, loved ones, and angels to be present during our time together and to guide us through a wonderful conversation and help us share our visions with the world. I am thrilled today to be interviewing Monica Bennett, an empowerment coach, teaching the laws of nature to live in joy and harmony with yourself, the community, and the world. Monica is available for hire to give mindset training talks and workshops for corporations, groups, and businesses. She also has a doctorate degree in naturopathy, is a certified reflexologist, certified NIA dancer, and a certified biodynamic gardener. 
She has developed a body spray named Hygia to balance your cha chakras and reads energy vibrations. She has traveled the world exploring energy and nature. She has just written a book entitled How, I, How May I Serve? Memoirs of a Spiritual Waitress. That sounds interesting. So I'm looking forward to learning more on empowerment and Monica's book, How May I Serve? Hi, Monica. It's great to have you. Welcome. Thank you, Catherine. This is, this is a thank you for hosting these wonderful podcasts to enlighten and empower and uh, help and support so many people. Yes, thank you. And uh, just so everyone knows, Monica and I have been um, acquaintances for about three or four years now through one of our organizations, and we've been trying to connect to get her here. So I'm, I'm happy that, Monica, that you're finally <laughs> here. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. As I said, it's, uh, it's, it's my mission and purpose in life to help people wake up from the emotional traumas of their past and release and let go of those mindsets, those feelings, and all those blockages that keep us from living our best life. And, and if I'm you read my book, to... yes. yes, sorry. If you glance at my book or read my book, you'll see that I too have had quite the emotional roller coaster growing up. And like most people, those traumas stay inside of you until you realize that you can release them. And I am looking forward to learning how you do that because I know I still have traumas that I haven't even mm. recognized. Mm. So, mm. yeah, I'm excited to learn a little bit more about that. But I want to do your card reading, and this is from the Wisdom of Avalon Oracle deck from Colette Baron Reed. And this deck is fairly new to me, but I can read from any card. So let me see what comes up. Hmm. The Merlin, Alchemy, Justice, and Balance. And that pretty much explains what you do. Hmm. Um, but it's interesting because a lot of the card has darkness, but the Merlin himself kind of shows up with the, the brightness in him. And it's like he's being shaded from all of the horrors of life. And then in the front, mm. there's a dragon breathing steam from his nostrils. Mm. And it's mm -hmm. like, wow. And um, like I said, because now it's the darkness is in the background, that relates to what you just told us about you having the darkness in your life and mm -hmm. you are the Merlin yourself where you're helping people rid of that darkness. But I'm also seeing something in the card that's even brighter and although it's not a bird to me, it makes me think about a bird. Mm. Is that maybe your totem um, spirit guide? Mm. That's very interesting because uh, when I was in Peru a few years back, it was about five years ago, I went to Peru. I worked with a shaman. Um, I did some ayahuasca. Um, uh, we went into the Amazon up in Pucallpa, 
And one of the things that we worked on was uh, getting in touch with our spirit guide, and they said mine was an eagle. So that's, that's very, very interesting. Very interesting, yes. And that's why it took the form of a bird for me. So do yeah. you follow that? Do you well, reach I, out to the eagle? Do I what? Do you reach out to the eagle and, and ask yeah. for guidance? Absolutely, absolutely, and and I and I, it's it's amazing how often I'll spot a, a hawk or or it could be an owl sometimes or it, um, or the last time I saw an eagle I was in Seattle a few weeks ago visiting my younger daughter and I got to see an eagle there so swoop down and it's uh, so so they, it comes to me every so often but I do ask for its guidance for sure. That's wonderful. And the shape of the dragon, he's kind of swirled around, and it looks like a letter C. Is your daughter's name starting with a C? No. It does, she starts with an A. <laughs> okay. So there's somebody in your life that starts with, with the letter C that you're pretty close to, and oh, this is somebody that passed. Is there somebody oh, that passed that starts... With a C, um, or maybe it's I'll the have last to think about name. it. Okay, could be the last so, name too. I'll, I'll, exactly. Um, yes, let me let me give that some thought. I mean, I just had three people pass. That uh, oh. one is one is a coach I I've been working with, but her initials are J J G, and okay. then there was uh, Shock Shakti Gawain. Have you heard of Shakti Gawain? Yes. Wow. She just passed. She just passed. Oh my goodness! I know. I was upset to hear that, but she had yes. passed, and then the, there was a, a minister that just passed. And I just met him at a networking group, and um, uh, Atu, his last name wasn't didn't start with a C either. So I'll have to I'll have to give that some thought to see who and that could be. I'm getting that this is somebody like maybe from your childhood that they passed around mm -hmm. that time. <clears throat> mm -hmm. So, you know, give it mm -hmm. to it and I will. let me know. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, then in the background of the card, it looks like a window with bars on it, <clears throat> excuse me, and there's white clouds with the stars. Mm. And it's, I'm hearing it's the ghosts of your past. So I guess that ties in with your work and whatever you're going to be sharing with us. Mm -hmm. So um, the, the biggest message of this is that you are Merlin. You are the guide. You are the one that helped people get better. And um, actually, you have, there's something sitting on the shoulder. I can't exactly make it out. And is your father still with us? No. Okay, that's your father sitting on your left shoulder. Hmm. So know that he's with you and watching over you at all times, and you can reach out to him for guidance. I, I do. Like you, would, you do. Okay. I okay. Do. Okay. I, I'm always asking my guides and spirits and angels and all the entities of my highest good. I think mm -hmm. that's a daily practice, and and I think that that's one of the how we can like yourself. Really, when we when we ask for their help, they're there to assist. And uh, mm. so, 
Definitely, yes. So in all, although there's a bunch of darkness in it, it's a beautiful card. I'm, mm. I'm feeling beauty, and that's the beauty from you. And um, the energy comes to you, but you actually share more energy than you receive. And that's a beautiful thing because us light workers need to shine our energy and help make the world a better place. So why don't we dive right into how you um, started your journey of spirituality and how that brought you to helping others. <clears throat> yes, how I started. Uh, well, I was a confused uh, young girl in growing up. Both my parents were Holocaust survivors. Oh. And... I grew up with a tremendous amount of fear and uncertainty. They had, uh, obviously had their childhood ripped from them. They were both only children, and wow. they had a lot of insecurities, a lot of fears, as I said, and um, a lot of challenges, and they both had PTSD very severely. Uh, my father was an angry man, very, very angry man, um, which I felt the wrath of quite often growing up. And I always said, why was I born into this family? Why? I always questioned that. What? And, and partly as a victim and partly as questioning, what, why was I born into this. I saw other families growing up that seemed very normal or appeared normal. And I just wanted that normal family life, but that wasn't in my cards for sure. Um, And I just want uh, to stop you for a second. Sure, sure. Because I started saying something about your father and then you said that you do reach out to him. And what I was going to say is I sensed that you didn't get along very well with him. Oh, no. And that's what you just now told me, that he has yep. all this anger. So, um, yep. yeah, that that was a strong sensation. Okay, go ahead. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. That's okay. No, me and him uh, were like oil and vinegar. We just uh, we just, just did not jive at all, or oil and water, I should say. Um, right. He, he let his wrath out on me quite often, and uh, mm. physically, and it was, was not pretty. Um, but I forgave him. He died very young at 49. <clears throat> he was sick for two years with cancer before that. And I knew intuitively that his sickness, is, he had died of colon cancer, was due to his anger issues, that he pent up anger that he held inside. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I, I was 17 when he passed. And after he passed, I made peace with him. Um, I, I realized, I found out more about his background and realized that he was a hurting child. He didn't, he, he had to see his father off on the train. He was lucky enough to get out to England and uh, was what you call a kinder transport child, but um, also saw England was bombed severely and he had to be in labor camps and foster homes and it, was, it wasn't a pleasant um, right. upbringing for him so right. I understood his pain that and he just let it out I, I unfortunately was one of his scapegoats but um, realizing that he didn't mean he, he did the best he could with what he knew he didn't know any better so so I, I really found love for him and forgave him 
Um, and, and I think that's important because a, a lot of us with emotional pain, we still hold on to anger or the wounds and why did this happen to me and um, mm-hmm. how could it have been different and why were they so mean? Why did I have parents that didn't really support me or love me? My mom, who's still alive and she just turned 89, she so she's like bless. a child. She's, she's an insecure child. She has a tremendous uh, PTSD, is very neurotic, um, has abandonment issues, doesn't like to be left alone, insecurities. She has to ask permission still for things. She's like a little child. Um, wow. And it's very, very difficult to deal with as she's um, got a lot of anger issues herself. But uh, she just, her body has severe osteoarthritis. She's shriveling up inside of herself. And um, it's, it's all from her traumas. And I know that, that our biography becomes our biology. It, it, it manifests in the body from all the uh, traumas that we hold on to in our psyche. And um, she has old belief systems about what God is. And, and if you're a good person, God will be good. And if you're a bad person, God will... Uh, come down with his wrath but she sees in this world that that doesn't really happen and she gets angry with god <laughs> so there's these old belief systems that judo christian belief system that god you know to be a good person god will shine its light on you but it doesn't always work that way it's it's more of a consciousness that i've come to understand um right. Um, call it divine intelligence, you can call it God or infinite intelligence or the divine, whatever it is you want to label it. Right. And I'm sorry that you had to go through that and that they had to go through that. And Mm. it's just such a sad world. And like I said earlier, us as light workers have to work extra hard nowadays to avoid (laughs) it all of that stuff going on, you know, prevent it and have people overcome. So thank you for being a yep. light worker. And um, my first question would be, did you ever ask your mother if you can help her? Yes, I did. Many times we've had discussions and um, on what my beliefs are today about how you can see the world and in a in a more uh, awakened way to embrace your past so you c- can release a lot of these wounds and emotional traumas that she holds in her body but they they are literally so deep embedded in her and at this age I, and and I I always say anything is possible. Anything is mm-hmm. possible. Mm-hmm. But she's too close. Need somebody okay. outside of me to help her, and she doesn't okay. want to seek that at this point. I am way too um, <laughs> too tight with her. So it's when when it's a family member, it gets really kind of. Uh, gritty there so somebody outside who's more objective would be able to uh, work with her more than I can okay does that make sense 
It does make sense because I, I think about things with my own mother who is going through, um, she's in remission from her cancer the second time, mm-hmm. and trying to talk to her about certain things in life and whatever, it mm-hmm. becomes a touchy subject. Yep. So mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, sometimes it's just too close. And it's the same thing with our children. Um, I've heard somebody say once, don't speak if they're not having an ear to listen. So if we're too close, they kind of tune us out a little bit until they're ready to hear it. If they're ready to hear it, then it's a different story. But most of the times it gets a little touchy when, when it's family members. That's true. I, I do know what you're saying. And um, same thing like with me doing my readings. When I first started doing it, none of my three adult children wanted to have anything to do with it. And then mm-hmm. in time, they would say, Mommy, can you pull a card for me? And it's amazing how they turned around because they were witnessing how I was helping other people. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Yeah. But I guess, um, you know, to let other people know my understanding of what you were saying is because your mother may have been uh, too embarrassed to talk about with you and mm-hmm. maybe not want to burden you with all of that, and she she raised you differently not to have to live what she lived through. Is that part of it? Well, yeah, well, well... I kind of raised myself because she didn't, once my father, uh, well, even before my father had passed away, my parents really, um, I mean, of course, they raised us to the best of their ability. They weren't huggers. They weren't the kind of parents that said, I love you, which was, and and a child needs that. A child really, really needs that. Needs to know they're validated. Needs to know they're good. Needs to know that they're um, uh, wonderful and accepted and belong. And without that, uh, a child suffers uh, those emotional pains and, and, and feels like they don't belong or they're not good enough in some way. And it affects their self-esteem. And that happened in with me. My parents, they just didn't know how to do that. They just were children. So I kind of, and, and I was left at different families a lot of the time because my parents went off traveling. My father got a job at TWA at the time. And uh, I was left at uh, the people next door or the people around the block. And uh, yeah. I saw the way they lived. And I said, wow, this is how I want, I, this is, I want a family like this. Or So I, I kind of uh, copied what a family should be like and wow. brought up myself in just absorbing what other families were kind of doing. And I took a little bit from, from, my, from my parents. What, they had good values. They were good people. They, uh-huh. that, they were. They both... Um, um, had a lot of respect for nature and for um, the environment. For they had a respect for other people. They weren't prejudiced. So those values I, I took. So I took. Uh-huh. I felt what I thought was um, good and uh, something not so good. Uh, as I said, my father died when I was 17, and I, you know, went into a um, self-destructive phase at that point, um, and 
was was uh, on a slippery slope there. But um, it's it, it's interesting, um, and I think the best way to teach uh, my children and and for my mom to see how uh, to, to live healthier is through my actions and what how I'm living. And if she witnesses that, she sees there's a better way. Because um, sometimes that, that's the way. They see that I'm healthy and I'm living my best life. So they can too. And I can echo that for myself too because, um, you know, through all of my years with mental illness and not really recognizing that that was the problem, mm-hmm. My children and I sometimes, you know, drifted apart because Mm. they didn't understand, I didn't understand and everything, but now that they see that I've healed myself and I'm doing all of this work, I get so much respect and, you know, it's a big difference. And exactly. I too, my parents were great parents and great people, but they didn't hug, and I never saw them hug each other, and mm-hmm. I didn't, I, I don't remember getting kisses from them all the time or whatever, but mm-hmm. I was one of five, and then ten years later, an only child, as I call her, <laughs> because she <laughs> had now seven parents, and we all took care of her. Oh but my goodness. I did not learn about hugging and kissing the children and spending more time with them until I met my stepdaughters and they had very young children of their own and I witnessed the love that they showed Mm -hmm. every day, Mm -hmm. multiple times a day and it was like, oh my God, I never knew any of this. And mm-hmm. I'm so happy that I learned it from them. Mm-hmm. So um, now I'm always hugging and, and kissing the, you know, and the grandchildren <laughs> that I love yep. when they come running up to me. And, yep. um, you know, my mother now hugs us all the time, but wow. I can't remember when she actually started doing that. I don't remember if it was after my father passed, which was only 2012. Mm. And, you know, now I, now I get the recognition, but I, exactly like you said, I, don't, I didn't feel like I belonged. And for the longest time, I called myself the black sheep of the family because what's wrong with me? But mm-hmm. later on, within the last three or four years, I realized that I'm different because I'm authentic, I speak my mind, and I got the spirituality, which none of them really have, and they don't understand it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you you have your life that why you weren't treated that way. I don't know why I was not treated specially, I guess. And I'm sure there's lots of other people out there feeling like me. And it's like, why me? And, Absolutely. You know, yep. why do the others get more attention than I do? And, and mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. So how would you go about helping me release that and anybody else that is feeling that? Well, a lot, a lot of it is the self-worth. We just don't feel good enough. And, and mm-hmm. a lot of the work I say uh, is... is to repeat to ourselves, we are good enough. We are. We are enough. We are enough. We are enough. 
and and to say that over and over again and also doing the um ho'oponopono um prayer and and i just cut it down to two words really and and that is thank you i love you thank you thank that inner child thank that inner child for always being there for you for uh allowing it to witness all that it had to witness thank you thank you and still coming through thank you thank you i love you i love you and really saying that over and over and over before you go to bed before you download the whole day the things that might have not gone good and um review the day uh be grateful for what you do have i always like to write three things i'm grateful for for the day and then say that prayer in the morning and night thank you i love you that inner child needs to know that um that it is loved it'll always be loved by divine source and and by and divine sources within us too and and to give ourselves a hug once in a while really embrace ourselves for for this is this is this is a very dense place to live and there's a lot of darkness there's a lot of light but there's a lot of darkness too we wouldn't have the light if we didn't have the darkness we need the both dualities to to exist um to to reach for the light um so to strive expand and to continue and to grow and to stay in uh, a good vibration not every day is a good day it's just not uh however right. it's how how we navigate through the day by letting go it so i made a mistake today i goofed up thank you i love you anyway you're enough yeah. you are enough you just you're 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 wonderful you're gorgeous and all my little mishaps if i make wrong turns if i do something that seems horrific oh isn't that cute uh-huh. <laughs> you're so funny monica <laughs> yeah. i love you i love you for all your foibles and all your uh mistakes that you made who doesn't make mistakes i mean gosh yep. we've been persecuted and and put down and since we were young look what you did wrong shame on you we shame that shame oh my god it's one of the lowest vibration that there is that shame yes. and and the, that feeling that guilt so, so that is that in in beds in our cellular memory and it could be from generations especially women it's um we we've been oppressed and suppressed and depressed for so so many centuries that it's time for the sacred feminine to rise um and and men have that too in the the feminine spirit in us um in in them so it it's time to allow that to balance as you said earlier to balance that with the masculine uh so so we can live this uh, this duality of lives we can meet in the center the yin and the yang um but it's it's really important to to love ourselves and say that over and over and over i love you thank you you're enough and those those three words saying them over and over every day can start to change the neural pathways in the brain which will change the way you feel which will change the way you act which will change everything what you attract in your life um it does wonders to for healing 
It does make a difference. Um, you know, what I always tell people is after my dark night of the soul, I took, I uh, typed words and phrases, I am happy, mm. I am happy, mm. I mm -hmm. love myself, and I put mm -hmm. them all throughout the house. Yep. And yep. I remember Louise Hay teaching the mirror yep. work and yep. looking in the mirror and being able mm -hmm. to say directly to yourself, I love you. And That's right. it really makes a big difference because it really, it put me on the path to healing and mm -hmm. the positive thoughts and knowing exactly, like you said, that we all make mistakes and, mm -hmm. you know, certain things like that. It, it, it really puts you on the path of positive and accepting when you do make a mistake or something goes wrong that, okay, what can I learn from it? And exactly. And where can I go from here? And, you know, That's right. the saying is God never gives you more than you can handle. Well, <laughs> in my case, I was able to handle it because mm. I knew once the policeman arrived at the house and took mm. me away that mm. I knew things were going to get better. Mm -hmm. Because you mm -hmm. can't go any lower than that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, so you, yeah. you look at the situation and say, well, why? But God did that to have me do my podcast. Exactly. And reach out to other people and say, look, I've been there, I've done that, but look at me now. And mm -hmm. that's the reason that I do it. I want people to know that they can do it too. Absolutely. And it's so true. Yeah, with Monica's help and everyone else that I invite onto my show, my help, we're all supporting you and letting you all know that there is a support system for you and you definitely can get better. And like Monica said, that anything is possible. So continue listening to what Monica says, how she helps you, and use those words that she gave. I love you. And really love your inner child. Thank mm -hmm. you for that explanation, Monica, because that really is very important. It truly I, is. It's, it's turning your mess into a message. You know, it's, it's like you just did. You turned the yeah. mess life and I did too and we make it we, we, now, now it was for a reason as you just said it's for a reason so we went through that dark night of the soul so hopefully you don't have to go through that that deep that dark but you right. if you do then then there is hope there is there is support there is love there's deep love for you here yes and you know, when you're going through the stages like both of us have, saying, why me, and not understanding why we're the different ones, well, we're the different ones because God had a plan that we took mm -hmm. what we went through to turn it around. Mm -hmm. And I was looking on your website, and something that you have there is um, close to home. How do you learn how to stop the negative chatter in your head? <laughs> what I call the the itty bitty shitty committee. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Except it's not so itty bitty; it can get quite loud. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that that itty bitty shitty committee is that that committee is is uh, it, it comes from I, I I've been taking a lot of neuroscience classes and I'm fascinated. I'm just enrolled. I just got accepted actually into it's called communication intelligence and how we communicate with ourselves and each other and and words change worlds. I mean, if somebody came up to you and says, Catherine, what the hell are you doing? Why did you do that? Uh-huh. Immediately, you're going to shut down, right? Yeah. You're going you're, you're to get hijacked. Your amygdala, which is your fear center in your brain, lights up in a heartbeat. And it's like it, it, it's there to protect you. That's what it does, that, that old brain, the reptilian brain. We actually have six brains. We have the reptilian brain. We have the limbic brain. We have the neocortex, the prefrontal lobe. We have the heart brain. The heart is more than a pump. It actually is a brain. And our gut brain. And through these six brains, we are learning how to go get into coherence and in alignment so we can, when you're attacked like that, to not take it so personally and use the front part of the brain, the neo means new, the neocortex, the new part of the brain, to huh. override that and to say, whoa, this person is upset. Let me take a deep breath and not react doing what I always did, that knee-jerk reaction and come back with an attack because we either go into fight, flight, freeze, or appease. And appease is to be the pleaser, which a lot of women do. And that's mm-hmm. not empowering. But to, to understand what is, what's going on in the brain that's, that's being activated because once you go into um, the amygdala hijack, you download cortisol and stress hormones, and they last, believe it or not, for 26 hours in your body. 26 hours. And the damage it does, as I said, your biography becomes your biology. The damage it does to your system, and this is where dis-ease starts to happen, and that's why there's so much dis-ease in uh, people's lives is because of this, the older part of the brain, the itty-bitty shitty committee, uh, taking, taking control. You're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You're not young enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not this enough. You're not that enough. What, what, what's the matter with you, Monica? Do you, you really think you can do that? Or you really think you can go on a podcast with Catherine? You have that ability? Come on. You Right. And so, so the, that it's there to protect you, to keep you in your comfort zone so you don't risk doing something new that um, is unknown that you want to do, but it's scary out there in the world. I mean, look, there's a lot of shootings going on now. Don't travel. Uh-huh. It's a bit, you know, stay safe, stay in your home, yeah. and keeps you safe where that's all an illusion, uh, you know, Look, today's a good day to die. Uh, that's another thing that I go through every day to, to realize that this I, I'll go on forever. My spirit right. will live forever. This yeah. is just the vehicle I'm, I'm moving around in. And I, if we can come to, come to really realize our fears are that false evidence appearing real and really confront the fear, let it come to you. Hey, let's have a good chat here. Because what you resist will persist. So, so it's realizing the fears are an illusion. We, we, nobody gets out alive. We're all going to leave yeah. this planet one day. Yeah. So <laughs> do the best we can today. And, and that's, what I, that's one thing I've, 
did for a lot to get through me a lot of the difficulties I went through. I, I pushed through my fear, and I don't even like to say push because that's, that's um, it's a very uh, masculine word. I like to say um, a better word is I... I navigated, I, I allowed myself to face, and, and, and it's scary sometimes. I felt the fear and I did it anyway. But yeah. then you realize, what did I really have to fear? If I make a mistake, so what? I love you yeah. for trying. Yeah. I love you for at least giving it an effort, and I'll do better next time. Yeah. Do you think Michelangelo learned how to carve the statue of David overnight? He started as a young man, little by little, mastering the technique of carving and over and over. How do you get to Carnegie Hall? Practice, practice, practice. How do you, Catherine, do what you do? Practice, 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 practice. Uh Right? And it's interesting. I don't know what meaning this has, but you just now said about the Statue (laughs) of David. Yeah. Um, we were just rearranging our furniture, and I have a statue of David that I just took out of my wall unit and cleaned them the other day. <laughs> I wonder what that has I to do it. with anything. Yes. Oh, isn't that interesting? <laughs> it is. Maybe it's to bring up what you were saying about the masculinity in all of us. Yeah, it's it's. You know, we have the we have the masculine and we have the feminine. I had a, way too much masculine growing up in my upbringing through that through that fear based um, father of mine, and mm. to do to to always do better and I have to do this and I have to do that and I was and I had this I have to always strive to be more. I had to prove myself what it was. I wanted to be loved, so I had to prove myself. So I always tried to do more, and it didn't work out for me very well. <laughs> Because <laughs> I, I burnt myself out. In the long run, it did. In the long run, yeah. But I had, I had to go through a lot of. Uh, uh, thank God, I, I, I'm, I still came out. <laughs> you, mm-hmm. you know, another thing that helped me was was movement. I was always a dancer. I think I ah. came out of my mom's womb as a dancer. <laughs> okay. I, I, I was a very. Con- I'm a very connected person so I like to move I don't like to sit too long because I I get very bobbled up and my energy gets oof I I for me I I gotta move and when I put on music my body just naturally dances Mm -hmm. so the dance for me was a release so that's why I don't I believe I never got really um something lodged in me um uh, uh, as a as a disease because of the movement, the that energetic part of me allowed it to release that uh, pent up yes. energies that I had, the traumas that I had. Does that make it sense? It makes a lot of sense. It does because I don't move that much, mm. and I have all these different ailments that wow. you know. Yeah. I, I think the bottom line goes down to my Hashimoto's, which is the thyroid, and sure. Uh, you know, when I move, I get exhausted. So, you know, it's mm. damned if I do, damned if I don't type of thing. Right, But right. Um, I, I know you as a mover, not from seeing you dance or anything, but the energy mm-hmm. that comes from you because... Oh, really? You, Interesting. Yes, you walk in the room and, and I feel your energy and it's like you're wow. lighting up the room. You never were told that? Mm, I, I, no. I, I was okay. told I'd have a presence, but I never told. I lit up the room, but thank you. That was so kind You're of welcome. you. 
Yes, yes. And that's one of the reasons why I kept on pursuing that we had to get together because I wanted your energy shared through the world. Mm, mm. Mm. Yes. Well, even even if you can't move that much because it might be exhausting, but if you put on some uplifting music of your choice that you like and it just feel slight little movements, just move your shoulders maybe or just breathing it is a movement. Um and that's huge. I think people don't breathe enough or be conscious of our breath. There's so many different types of breathing exercises that we can do to move the energy as well. Because when we when we get upset, and I teach a couple of uh, Nia classes, um, and I always, always, always... Nia means neurointegration in action. Um, so you're taking the neural pathways in the brain and putting them into the body and acting on them. So it's a combination of the martial arts, the dance arts, the he- and the healing arts. Hmm. Very interesting. It is. It is a very interesting technique to um, re- release. It's an intentional dance. And I feel uh, like Tai Chi, or which, which is part of um, Nia and uh, uh, yoga, intentional movement is, is it's more than just like a Zumba. Zumba is, 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 is it's fun and it's movement, but intentional movement like a, a Qigong or something where you're actually moving energy uh, okay. is, is so, 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 so beneficial for, for the mind, body, spirit. Yes, that that sounds very good. Um, I have to look into it with you because um, I do not breathe all the time. And then when I realize that I get out of breath. And um, I actually do have sleep apnea and I have to sleep with the CPAP machine because what they Mm -hmm. say is when you you have sleep apnea, you actually do stop breathing and your heart heart doesn't get the oxygen to your brain. And right. that, I learned, has some of the problems having to do with my focus. And Absolutely. And since I've been using the CPAP machine, it's, it's helped my focus a lot. And I still don't have a lot of energy. We're still working on that. But mm. it's amazing that, you know, the connections that we start to make about, oh, my God, I'm not breathing. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. I have sleep apnea, mm-hmm. so yep. that makes sense. <laughs> It's really spending, taking some time, Anita, and just uh, being conscious of your breath, just taking some breaths in. And, and a great exercise I learned, uh, I'm learning through heartmath.org. It's a great organization. And, and, it, and again, that heart is a brain. It's more than a pump. It's, you have a lot of neural pathways in your heart, and it's the first to get activated before the brain. It sends signals to the brain. The brain doesn't activate before the heart does. When you get frightened, or scared, what's the first thing that happens? Your heart beats harder, yep. Exactly. Your heart picks up the signals, danger, danger, and starts beating faster, sends signals to the brain to activate the sympathetic nervous system, and you go into fight or flight, your breathing stops, you're going to survival mode, so all your organs kind of shut down a little bit, and you have to survive. So the blood rushes to the extremities, and then hopefully the parasympathetic uh, uh, system comes back to help your body go back into homeostasis. However, we go into that fight or flight way too often, and the parasympathetic nervous 
it doesn't allow it to go back all the time. As I said, it takes 26 hours to calm those um, stress hormones down. So what we want to do is activate the good-feeling hormones like oxytocin, which is the tendon-befriend hormone. It's the love hormone. And, and a, a great breathing exercise to do is just put your hands on your chest, uh, in the center of your chest where your heart is, and close your eyes and take a couple of slow, deep breaths in and out. And, and feel the... See if you can feel the breath coming in and out of the chest rather than your nose. You're breathing through your nose, but see if you can actually feel the breath coming in and out of your chest. I do. And as you do that, think of someone that you love deeply. Just, just keep that person or animal or whoever it is a child, a spouse, a sister, brother, whoever it is that you feel deep love for. would be, as I said, a dog, a cat, doesn't matter. Just feel the love coming in and out of the chest, that heart, that heart center. And you're activating, not only are you activating good feeling, that oxytocin, which is that love hormone, which floods that comes from the neocortex and the prefrontal lobe, and it it stirs up the creative juices in you and makes you feel just just so good and sends those good hormones into your body: the oxytocin, dopamine, serotonin, endorphins. That's what you want to feel more and more and more and more. And when you start activating and upregulating those hormones, you'll downregulate the stress hormones and you won't um, express those genes for dis-ease that mm. uh, can be lying dormant inside you. We'll, keep, we'll keep, just keep them dormant because we can change our health. We know that now through epigenetics. Yes. And for me, it's experience. I it's, I changed yeah. my house. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Through experience. Yes. Um, what like? Little at a time. Um, okay. I I work with different modalities, mm-hmm. and mostly the mind-body connection, because that mm-hmm. was part of my vicious cycle is the mind would think about something yep. that caused my nerves to go bad, yep. and then my yep. stomach rea- would react, yep. and then my stomach yep. would react and, and cause yep. my brain to go crazy. <laughs> so I learned how to connect them and say, That's right. no, I'm not going to allow my stomach to affect exactly. me, because I exactly. only have 12 inches of a colon left, and mm. you know, mm-hmm. Physically, well. physically, I do have a problem that would, you know, that was causing problems, but my well. mind connection has mm-hmm. cured it. Yep. So, that's um, so true running, because that, that's a brain. That's a brain, the gut brain. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But I don't want to go too much into that because we're low on time, and I wanted you to share a little bit about your book, How May I Serve? So, Monica, please... Share about your book. Well, again, the memoir, uh, it's How May I Serve, and the inside cover says Memoirs of a Spiritual Waitress. Uh, <laughs> so 
I have a pen name for the book, Karen Matthews, because my past was somewhat sordid, and I didn't want to incriminate my children and um, some past uh, people who I changed mm. all the names of the book and the places of the book. Okay. Uh, because, as I said, my past was really um, uh, had had some dark, dark times there, and I did things that I'm not proud of, but I did them, and I have to own up to them, take responsibility for them, and hopefully I could help others by seeing the shame and the guilt is energy that is not serving you. So I put it out there in all its rawness and vulnerability um, Mm. about, it's a memoir of my life so far combined with self-help and how I was able to heal myself through um, my emotional traumas and how I continue to move forward uh, doing that. So um, that's basically what the book is about. Um, Uh It's a a quick read. It's a fun read. Um, You'll say, what did she do next? She'll turn the pages. Oh, my God, she was such a crazy lady. You know, I I, searched, <laughs> yes. I, I I never felt loved, and my addiction was men. Uh, okay. I went I went from man to man. Please love me. I'll do anything. Just love me, and I would uh, be the one to do the work, to cook the bacon, to clean mm-hmm. the house, to do it all. Just love yep. me. If you just love me, I I can do it all. I'll give you here. You want this? Here, you got it. And then wow. I and uh, I I chose pretty dysfunctional men. Let me tell you. Wow. You didn't know Very dysfunctional men. I didn't know any better. I, I, I just, yep. you know, I, I, I picked the, uh, you know, I kept on. I said I went from the frying pan to bankruptcy. Right. I lost my house. Uh, I, oh. I, I mean, you name it. Um, I, I went through it when it came uh-huh. to that, and and finally I said enough. I surrender. I realize yep. this is not working for me. Uh, well, and I did that because my oldest daughter uh, got into heroin and became a heroin addict. And uh-huh. that was not fun. And when I realized it's starting to affect another generation, I said, this, not on my watch. Right. And I really had to start doing the work. And uh-huh. I, I'm still doing the work. And I'm sure it's going to be an ongoing thing because once (laughs) there's an addiction, it's it's something that you have to maintain your strength to stay away. It's it's um, unfortunately it's it's, they're saying it's a pandemic now, not even an epidemic, which Mm -hmm. which it is. We live in a society of addiction and distraction in one way or another, whether it's opioids, whether it's food, whether it's alcohol, shopping, mm-hmm. gambling, sex, you name it. It's something always out there trying to fill the holes in our souls. And nothing is going to fill the holes in your souls except spirit and, and, and yep. connecting to your spirit guides and knowing there's a divine intelligence in you, around you at all times and connect with it. And once we do that, those holes start to fill up with love. And that's the only thing that'll heal. Nothing outside Mm -hmm. will ever, ever take the place of that, to love yourself and forgive yourself 
and thank yourself mm. I fully for showing agree up. with that. <laughs> definitely. Oh, most definitely, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, we are, you know, pretty much out of time, but I wanted to ask you also, what are your interests outside of your work? Oh, my goodness. I love nature. Nature is uh, a love, 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 love being out in nature. Mm. Um, and I love to dance. As I said before, it's just uh, put on the music and dance, and it's just phenomenal. Those are my two big loves. I, and I'm, I'm a real homebody. I'm an introvert by nature. Um, although when you put me on a stage to talk, I become somebody else. And okay. um, it's interesting how that works. I just saw the movie Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. Oh, I highly recommend it. I highly recommend it. He also was a very an introvert, but uh, when he got on stage, oh my God, was he a different guy? <laughs> and I, I had to look further into his life. I, I become obsessed by him. That I went to every YouTube. Um, interview that they had on Queen. Very interesting man. Wow. Um, yeah, I but, saw commercials. I do want to see that. Really, really fascinating man. Um, and he gave so much. He had a heart of gold. A heart of gold. That's, and that's what that's, that's really my, what my love is outside of work. I love what I do. It's not work. It's play. Like, I think like you. Yeah. I, it's it's uh-huh. become who we are. And, and we'll, I don't think we'll ever give it up, right? Right. Exactly. And who knew going through those hard times that that was what it was bringing us to. But you also wrote a song. Oh, yes, I wrote a song, too. That's right. Thank you for reminding me. The Awakened Feminine. It's called The Awakened Spirit. It's on um, iTunes, uh, so you can download it for 99 cents. It's a beautiful, beautiful spiritual song to awaken your heart and your mind. And... um, I just, I just love to share and to give. I just love life. I just yeah. love life. Um, and every day is a gift, and I, I'm so grateful, even for the bad days. I really, really am. I've learned to love mm-hmm. the bad days, even though they don't feel yes. so good. I still love them because exactly. it's, it's a chance to, to just being alive is such a gift. It really is. So It is. I agree. So to experience. with that, what is the most important thing that you want our listeners to take away from our conversation? It is, is to just be grateful, grateful for everything, grateful for, for I mean, right now it's uh, raining here in the Northeast uh, on mm. Long Island like cats and yep. dogs, and, and uh, be grateful for the rain and be grateful for if we have a home, if we have a bed, if we have a refrigerator, anything we have, just be grateful because with gratitude, more will come. So yes. um, there's lots to be grateful for. Most definitely. Thank you. And I thought you lived further out on the island, but you live in I Freeport, used to. right? Yeah, oh. I used to. I used to live all the way out on the island in, by Mattituck. And okay. I moved closer to the city to... Um, uh, well, you can read it in my book. Okay, <laughs> okay, we will do that. And I'm just right in the center of the island, um, Lake Ronkonkoma, which is okay. right by um, 
MacArthur Airport. So that makes it easy for me to travel because it's like a hop and a jump that I could walk to the airport. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, quickly share, Monica, what you like about where you live, what's so um, interesting there. Well, Freeport is a nautical town, um, very close to the water. So uh, on a good day today, I did not. But when it's a nice day, even on a cold Thanksgiving day, I take my three-mile walk. Uh, I go all the way down to Seabreeze by the water's edge. Uh, Thanksgiving morning was bitter cold, but absolutely gorgeous, quiet. And the seagulls were uh, dancing in front of me. It was just divine. It was just heaven. So that's what I like, being by the water and getting that energy. I live close to the ocean, to Long Beach. I'm a hop, skipping away from the trains to take me to Kennedy Airport. I love to travel. I'll be going to Dublin on the first week of December for um, a little bit of work, a little bit of pleasure. And, um, yeah, yeah, I love to travel. Um, Me too. And, and, um so, yeah, so I live close to the airports, and it, it's centrally located, so I'm in the city. I can go out east. I'll be speaking in the talk at, at the Bates House uh, Saturday. It's a free, oh, okay. free. It's free for anybody who wants to go. It's um, uh, finding, finding Balance, Decluttering Your Mind and Environment. Uh, that's the conference name. At, uh, it's all proceeds go to Community Growth Center, but the uh, event is free, and we do have a terrific lunch and four great speakers. Myself is one. Um, so wonderful. anybody local wants to go? Yes. That sounds wonderful. I'm going to look into that also. I'm not sure what I'm doing on the weekend. Cool. Anyway, we are over time. So, Monica, thank you so much for sharing everything. And I learned a lot more about you that I had never known before. So thank you for sharing everything. Well, thank you for allowing me this time. And thank you, Catherine, for being who you are and just being the uh, light worker and giving so much of yourself. It's really a pleasure getting to know you a little bit more, too. Thank you. That's like you said, we do what we love, and we mm-hmm. love helping other people. Thank you for being yes. you. Aww. Thank yes. you. So everyone listening, thank you so much for your time and listening to everything that Monica had to share. And please remember to subscribe to my podcast so you don't miss any important information shared by my guests. You can find the link on my website at the Celestial Spoon, which is T-H-E-C-E-L-E-S-T-I-A-L-S-P-O-O-N.com. Also, please share these shows with your friends so they can gain value from my guests. You can download a free report on overcoming stress on my website. And if you would like me to speak at your event, please contact me at Catherine at CatherineMLaub.com, and that's C-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E-M-L-A-U-B. And if you're interested in a psychic reading or mentoring with me, you can find information on my website also. If you email me and mention you listen to my podcast, I will give you a 10% discount on any of my services or programs. 
And again, my email is Catherine at CatherineMLab.com. We can talk on the phone, through Skype, email, or if you're local or Central Suffolk County, New York, in person. And again, you can find Monica at M-O-N-I-C-A-B-E-N-N-E-T-T dot biz, B-I-Z. And you can find her book at HowMayIServe.com, H-O-W-M-A-Y-I-S-E-R-V-E.com. This is Catherine Laub. Have a wonderfully blessed day. Thank you for listening to our conversation. We hope that you found the discussion to be rewarding and inspirational, and you take action to create a healthier and happier personal environment for yourself and those you interact with. If you like this episode of The Celestial Spoon, please listen again next time to learn more about how spirituality has guided others to advance their lives. We wish you the best on your personal journey.